Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Late Flag, the aftermatch show at the LFC Red Poets Podcast. Tonight, I'm your host, Les Lawson, as usual, and I'm joined by Tom Keegan, Pete Warburton, and Ben Kent Senior. So, away we go after Liverpool's 3-1 home win against Bournemouth. There are plenty of talking points to, to come. What do we make of the three debutants today? A red card, a penalty, a, a very sort of lethargic start, but it all turned round in the end. So where do we start? I know. I'll start with Tom, who was on the injured list today and couldn't go the game. So he had to watch the game from his from home on the TV. So come on, Tom, what was your view from the TV screens about the performances? I thought I thought it was a it was a slow start, Les. I thought they come out of the blocks pretty quick. I thought you know we got an early warning. I think Ali looked a bit a bit lackadaisical in the first couple of minutes, and then I think they right away we didn't learn from that. They scored right right away, but after about I think it was about must have been about ten minutes or or, or about ten or fifteen minutes of sort of mispassing. And sort of not not hitting each other, and sort of just had like a malaise through the team. All of a sudden, we got a few passes together, and then Trent started to find a little bit of space, and then it started to click. And then from from then, we I, I thought we played really well from that that moment on, especially coming to our time. You know, we we got the equaliser, which was was a brilliant goal by Louis Diaz. Stands to look the part, Louis, and um, and then the penalty, which we I think we we got it. We've had loads of dodgy decisions against us sometimes. I think it was a little bit soft, but I think it was a penalty. Um, and then we we got our noses in front, and then we come out again the second half, and I think we 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 more or less started to dominate and, and started to look really good, and then of course. Then the, the sending off, which we'll talk about the sending off later off. I thought it it was the worst decision, one of the worst decisions I've seen. It was never a sending off. Seeing it from every different angle and still, I still don't believe it was a sending off. And um, so, Jota made it 3-1 straight after. I think solid performance, solid performances from Sabozlai, who up to me, is like at this moment, someone, someone, well, he sent me a message. He said, You know, he sent me a message back. He said, I watched the birth of a star today. He said, It was like watching Steve, Stephen, a young Stephen Gerrard. And I'd already read about this lad when, when, when we first signed him. He was saying, Manchester City seen him as, as the, you know, as the heir to Kevin De Bruyne. And you can see that there's a mixture. Of De Bruyne and Gerrard in him, he is going to be sensational. This season, I'm not really bothered about what happens this season, but I, I think this lad's going to be a superstar. I think overall, I think we were well worth our winless. Ben? Yeah, I totally agree with Tom. Um, interesting. Um, the start of the games recently, we've started well and then faded, whereas today it, it was the exact opposite. We started really lackadaisical. Uh, we got a warning with the offside goal, and then unfortunately they um, they took the lead. But as the half grew, I thought we got better and better. 
Um, the goal by Diaz, I didn't appreciate just how good it was because I'm in the cop and it's your then end of the pitch. But when I saw it on the on the telly when I got home, he was magnificent. It was a really, really impressive goal. Um, I thought the penalty from the cop was an absolute stone wall penalty. But when I saw that on the TV, I agree with Tom. I thought we were lucky there. As for the sending off, um, I thought that was absolutely crazy. Uh, it was two people went for the ball. Uh, McAllister was slightly late, but he caught the other guy's foot. There wasn't any aggression. There wasn't acceleration into the tackle. And You know, what's VAR for? You know, when you've got a situation like that, surely VAR should have looked at it and overturned it. Um, as I say, I was really pleased with the way we performed in the second half. And if we wouldn't have lost McAllister, I think we'd have won handsomely. I think we'd have gone on uh, maybe a 5-1 five five win. Uh, all, all in all, I thought Alisson at the, at the end of the game again proved who I think he is, the best goalkeeper in the league by a mile. Um, he pulled out some wonderful saves. So um, I agree with the comments about Sabozier. I think he looks class. He's got, a, he's got a, an air of arrogance about him, I think, which is something you want from a midfield player. So I think, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to next week, Newcastle. That's going to be a true test. I hope the um, red card is overturned and uh, McAllister is available. Pete, what was your view with the main stand ultras, mate? Where yeah. <laughs> a different view from what me and Ben had from the cop and Tom on the TV. So what was the ultras' view? The, uh, I was sort of levelish. I'm on the 18-yard line. And the goal that Diaz scored was, was brilliant because it was behind him. I thought it was behind him and he sort of not only got his foot round it, but he powered it into the nest. But like the lads have said at the start, we were looking at one another thinking, have we come, have we come the wrong place here? Because the first the first few minutes when they scored the offside goal and then they actually scored, you know, the, the, the goal that counted, we were, just, we were just all over the place at sixes and sevens, but we, we don't help ourselves. There was some of the passing out, I think, I think for the goal. I might be wrong because obviously you're at the match and you can't always take things in and and you know you you watch it live when you watch it on the telly they're always showing replays and stuff. I'm not sure if it was a sloppy ball out by Virgil, but we just got caught in possession and and in fairness to Bournemouth they started really quickly. I mean you know I, I said in the previous program there's no way it's going to be anything like the nine nil last season, but they started really well and they were confident on the ball. They were knocking it round and and I think. I think early on we suffered because we had a couple of square pegs and round holes. Again, I felt sorry for McAllister um, playing at the number six because he needs to be higher up the pitch. Um, and also felt a little bit sorry for Gakpo today. He, he played best in second half, but um, I thought he looked like a little boy lost first half, Gakpo. He, he just seems to be getting caught in possession and he, he seems to be caught in two minds, whether it's a stick or a twist rather than you know, he he wasn't playing a natural game, um. But uh, I thought it was a really entertaining game. I think both teams, you know, played well. I mean, like Ben just said, then I mean, I was fuming with with Allison first half, even to the point at half time, where I think they added four or five minutes half time, uh, extra before half time, and in the four minutes of that, um, the extra time. Instead of him just clearing the ball, he played like a little chipped pass to Robbo. And he put Robbo under pressure and he got close. Uh, and they, they nearly profited from that as well. 
And it's just time and a place, but then in the second half, he probably showed why he's one of the world's best goalies, because he made certainly two world-class saves, probably three great saves, uh, when it was 3-1 and we were down to 10 men. <clears throat> so all in all, I thought it was a really entertaining game. There was some there was some really good performances off by red shirts, but there were some iffy ones as well. Um, I thought Endo did well when he came on. He, he won his first real tackle and, and it really got the crowd up when he won that tackle. Um, but, you know, we're sort of, we're sort of talking about Sobersly again and, and he showed some silky skills today. There was one towards the end, actually, where he got the ball um, in his own half and he, he just knocked it into space twice to be, beat the press from Bournemouth. And I just thought he was so classy. There was... There's, there's a couple of times maybe when he could be a bit more selfish and take a shot. Uh, but other than that, I can't fault the lad. He's come in and he's played well. But as I say, I felt a bit sorry for McAllister with the square peg in the round hole. And it's whether Liverpool are going <clears> to <throat> challenge that and try and get it rescinded. Um, I don't know what the rules are, if they are still the same. But I know if you challenge the red card and it wasn't overturned, I think you got an extra match ban. You know, for the temerity of actually asking, but I've read a few comments think, on the internet. I think that's if they, I think that's if they think it's a futile sort yeah. of appeal. Well, it, it, I mean, as I say, I've read a few comments from you know pro- professionals who were watching it or ex-professionals, I should say, and they were all astounded. It was just two two players. I think it was Christie. There was the other player, and they were just going in as a genuine tackle. It wasn't high. I've looked at the still, and and both of the feet went excessively high. I mean, we had one at Chelsea last week. Uh, I can't remember who it was now, but there was an early tackle on one of our lads, chest high, that went unpunished. And then we had one last season where um, Ming's on Gakpo, where he actually scored him. You know, it was up around his torso. And it's just the way certain referees um, see the game. And, you know, I mean, Bournemouth could argue the penalty was soft, um, but Sobislai, he, he did the, the lad up like a kipper. He, he did him twice. So, yeah, pleased with the three points, pleased with some of the performances, but we still need to be a little bit wary at the back. But I think teams are so wise to the fact that Trent goes on his on his journeys into midfield now and, and we do leave a lot of space there, you know. For me, uh, a very lethargic start. Um, after about... 10 15 minutes with you know we could have been we could have easily been two nil down possibly three with the with the mistake that Allison made that it then ended up with him getting a yellow card um I thought sense didn't come out pedestrian for the first 10 15 minutes the goal was a bit of a mess it could have been stopped by about three three different players none of them did and the lad finished it finished it well um you know, Liverpool then took a little while to get to get back into the game and get to the rhythm. Um, superb goal by by Luis Diaz. You know, didn't appreciate as Ben said. I didn't really appreciate how good a goal it was from from where I was in the cop when, when I first seen it. I actually thought that he he'd missed it or he did it and then it rebounded to him off the off the off the defender. And then he'd have to put it on the second attempt, but how wrong it was from where I was. Then, you know, we get to the penalty. And I'm amazed that none of you have brought this up. But for me, it's definitely the last draw today. Mohamed Salah should not take a penalty for Liverpool again. 
He misses too many. He's not reliable. And, you know, he nearly missed another one today. And had he missed that penalty today with the sending off that we got in the second half, that could have cost us again three points. No more penalty. If we've got other players in the team that can take him. I love Mo Salah as a player. But Mo, it's not all about you and trying to get the golden boot. It's about the team getting three points. And there's other players in that team who can take penalties. Alexis and Callister, so Bosley I, Trent can take them. Probably Gakbo can take them. So there's enough players within the team who can take the penalties. That's it for me. No more, Mo. It's not about you anymore. It's about the team. There's no I in team. You're a great player, one of the best we've ever had. But you're not a penalty taker. You're a player who takes penalties. And when you when he run up to take that penalty, I don't know about you three lads, but I was not confident that he was going to score. And I, and I haven't been confident that he was going to score a penalty now for the whole of last season. Um, you know, he missed one against Bournemouth. He missed one against Arsenal. Don't forget, he missed one the season we finished second against Leicester. It can't go on. He's missed too many. Um, and you've got to get a proper penalty taken in. So that's my rant on the penalties. On the on the red card, from where I was, I was so shocked that he was given the red card. I'll have me rant about VAR in a minute. But I thought that from the moment we the, the, the red card was given, I thought Liverpool were exceptional for about the next 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, we, we scored a, a well-deserved third goal. Could have been more had we got there. The final pass right on a on a couple of occasions, um, and and you know Mo Salah again, you know deciding to to shoot instead of passing a couple of times. I don't mind that so much because he is a goal scorer, so I can't criticise him for for shooting all the time. You know when you know sometimes he will shoot and score. He's got a very good record at that, but he does need to look up sometimes and see if there's players in a a better position. Um, but the penalties, no. Um, and then, as you said, you know, when we needed Allison at the end, um, you know, he, he did what he what he what he always does show why he's the best in the business. I thought so. Bosley, I was like a Rolls Royce out there. What a special player we've got. You know, that's that was his only a second Premier League game, his first at Anfield. He gave an exhibition there once he got into the game. His pace, his stamina. You know the the way he was creating stuff, the the way he was disciplined and and used all his experience. And let's not forget, this lad is twenty two years of age. What a future he's got ahead of him because he will only get better and better and better. So we've signed a superstar there. I thought when Endo come on, he was very neat and tidy, exactly the type of player I thought he would be. He come on in difficult circumstances. I thought Nunes worked hard when he come on. I thought Joe Gomez worked hard when he come on. I thought Harvey Elliott worked hard when he come on. But his use of the ball was terrible, I thought. And that we so we've seen two Harvey Elliott's now in two weeks. The one I was very impressed with against Chelsea. Loved his work rate today. But you know, he needs better decision making when he's on the ball. Um all in all, you know, three points. Um Go you know, four points out of six. It's a decent start. Difficult game next week. Um, you know, we've got to go in there, you know, and try and get something out of the game. It will be difficult to go up to Newcastle. We we could be without you know Alexis McAllister. 
Maybe we'll do some more business this week that will give us another midfield player possibly available. But we'll have to wait and see on that. But yeah, I thought I thought after the first 10-15 minutes until about the last maybe 10 minutes, um, you know, we were we were very good. Uh, we could have got five or six with the right the right choice at the right time by by certain players. Um but yeah, all in all, I'm very happy with the with the three points. I'll co- I'll come I'll come interesting on your view on this, Tom, because look, the next thing I want to come on to is the old concept of VAR. Now, for me, the concept of VAR is for people to be sat there, professional elite elite officials, two of them, it was sat there in in Stockley Park watching the games and and the safe the safety net for the referees. Right. I actually think it's an absolute crap show at the minute what they're doing at Stockley Park. I don't care whether it's Howard Webb or Mike Riley or Howard Webb comes on on Sky TV with all his fancy ideas about you know about releasing audio and stuff like that. It's not good enough. I thought for them to hold up that decision today is nothing short of incompetence, absolute incompetence, just like it was on Monday night when um, when they didn't give that penalty to Wolves at Manchester United. This has got to stop. And for me, the clear and obvious error directive, the phrase, the get-out-of-jail-free card has got to go. You know, Tom Bramall, you know, was a very inexperienced referee. It was his first time he'd refereed, certainly in Anfield, possibly in the Premier League. I'm not sure about that. But the experienced officials of, well, it says no more who's on VAR, does it? You know, our favourite official, Paul Tierney, was not going to overturn that. And I'm sorry, sorry, Mr Tierney, Mr Webb, Konstiakis, or whatever your name is, the one who elbowed Robbo. If you think that's a red card, but you don't think the one when you refereed um, Liverpool v Tottenham or Tottenham v Liverpool the season before last, when Harry Kane did Robbo is a red card, then I'm afraid you're in the wrong sport. So an absolute crap show. Um, It's got to stop. It's got to be resolved because bad decisions like that shouldn't happen. Over to you, Tom. I thought I thought I thought it was a catalogue of errors. I'll come on to a VAR in, in, in a minute. I'll keep it a little bit brief. On what I I, I thought first of all, I, I thought the referee when the, the decision was made, he the, I think a Peter give I, I can't remember the lad's name who it was who who went in for the tackle, but he rolled all over the he rolled all over the floor like yeah. he was he, like he'd been killed. And I, I, I think that made the, the referee's mind up at that stage. He sort of then, because he, he, he never brought the card out right away, he stopped for a little bit. He watched him roll all over the floor. McAllister had got up. McAllister had said to see if he was all right. And then he gave, the, he gave the red card. And I think he overreacted to that. The moment it went to VAR, I knew it wouldn't get overturned. I knew, just knew it wouldn't get overturned. You can't. It's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because if they if they overturn that decision of a young referee 
in his first, more or less his first big game, it, it undermines him as a referee. So, I didn't oh, never come, I just come back at that a minute. If a referee is younger, experienced, has made the wrong decision, they should be telling him that that I'm is not, the decision. I'm not, I'm not disputing whether they should or they shouldn't. What I'm saying to you is that's what they'll have probably thought at that time. And that's why they, they didn't said they did that they didn't overrule that, that decision. I'm sure of that. Yeah. Other than it being the other two the other two clowns in there, I, I I was I wasn't shocked that it wasn't overturned. It was never I mean Michael phoned me straight from the ground and he said, Are you watching this? I said, Yeah. He said, Was it was it a yellow was it a red card? I said, Not at not in a million years. Even the commentators had said, no, it wasn't a red card. So he, he panicked and gave that decision over to VAR about like what about Wolves and, and things. They still haven't got this VAR, have they? You know, they're not brave enough. I, I think VAR, when I watch it used in Europe overall, is used better than, than, than what we use it here. I think... It's all right having this, this 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 tool, and it's a good tool sometimes to have. You know, it, it's a good tool if you miss certain things, but I think if you put this tool in the hand in in, in the hands of imbeciles, then you, you you're not going to get you're still going to get the same outcome all the time, aren't you? It's not it's nothing to do with a VAR as such less. It's the fools that are making the decision. Exactly. Totally right. And Pete, it's as though you've got Stevie Wonder on VAR at times. Because you may as well have a blind man sitting there. Because they, they look at incidents over and over and over again. And they still get it wrong. Now, yeah. I can accept the referee on the field. To a degree, making a poor decision, he gets one look at it. You know, yeah. His angle might be wrong. There could, could be a player in the way. So it, it masks his view, and the linesman might not have a good view either. But when you're sat in a in a in a TV studio, you've got multi screens, and you can run as many replays as you like, and you're still getting major decisions wrong. It's a shit show that's got to stop, Pete. I know it's not like it's a new phenomenon. This, I mean, you can go back so many, like you say, some like the the Tottenham game when you know Harry Kane should have won. You look at the game Everson played with Man City and. Robsy was playing basketball with the bloody thing and and he, he should just say, hang on a sec, come and have a look at this and go to the screen. Because I, I was sitting with our Jack second half, there was an empty seat near him, so I went up and sat with him. And I said, oh, we'll trot over in a minute and he'll realise his mistake and, and he'll he'll overrule that and give it yellow. And I was amazed that they didn't even call him over. I mean, for the penalty. I'm sure they checked it for the penalty because you could see the referee holding like the earpiece to his ear, is it to say it's being checked? You know, was the contact and was it in the box? And there was a little hiatus between him awarding the penalty and then confirming it was a penalty. But I just think it's, I just think there's so many, it depends which bloody ref you get at times, you know, there's, and it is a difficult job for the referees. And I do feel sorry for them at times, but they don't make it any easier on themselves. They've got, like you say, they've got all the tools now to get correct decisions. Now, Pete, I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. The referee's job is a difficult job. The on-field referee, right? When you're sat in front of a TV screen and you're an elite official, 
you should not be letting shit decisions like them go. No, the lad, the lad in front of us got a replay almost immediately on his phone, and he held it up to show us, and we all went, "That's got a red." You know, we were all couldn't believe it was a red card. And as I say, you look at some of some other decisions that that aren't given. And I'm not. I obviously pick on the ones that involve Liverpool because I don't watch every match sort of thing. Well, you know, as we say, the Harry Kane one last year, the, the non-penalty when we had the handball at, at the Emirates against Arsenal. Yeah. And, and you look at things like that. And even last week against Chelsea, the handball that wasn't given. And it's not even reviewed. And it's almost like the closed ranks and say, like Thomas saying then, oh, crap, we, we, we can't tell this referee he's got it wrong there because it might knock him back a peg or two. I mean, it was the lad who just recently got demoted for this week. Yeah. It was it was the uh, Hooper, wasn't it? Hooper and, yeah. and Michael Salisbury, and yeah. the, the, the 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 assistant referee, who I call Grandad Richard West. You mm-hmm. know they all they all got got demoted. But I wonder, Ben, just coming to you on this. Yeah. You know when you you know when you go down to Stockley Park, if you were stood outside, would you expect yeah. to see these people coming out led by lab two Labradors or what? Because <laughs> you know if you if you can't see. If you're watching them and you can't yeah. see on numerous, numerous replays, what's going on? What hope is there? It's very interesting what you say because this week I read um, a study that was made of referees and incorrect decisions and how they affect every team in the Premier League. It may surprise you to hear what team was affected the most detrimentally. Liverpool. And in particular, certain referees... And I highlighted, you know, you mentioned before Paul Turney. And if you look at his history against us and compare it to all other high-profile clubs, it's quite frightening. It really is frightening. I I agree with a lot of what you said about uh, a young referee. And that, let's be honest, anybody can make mistakes. We're all human. And I said, and you agreed with me, from the view we had of certain instances, we didn't appreciate one, how good um, Diaz's goal was, and two, how borderline the penalty was. Because from my angle, it looked an absolute stonewall penalty. Uh, every incident, uh, contentious incident, is reviewed. And the handball against Chelsea was reviewed, uh, and they came to that conclusion. I thought that one was a penalty because it so clearly hit the hand rather than the arm. And... I was listening to the show on Monday night on the radio and um, my son said, you've got a header that's heading towards goal. doesn't matter if it was deflected or not. It hits somebody ha- somebody's hand and it stops it going into the net. Now, where's, a, where's an appropriate punishment for that? You know, it, it's absolutely wrong. I think VAR is a good tool, but I agree with what you've said. I think the people who are using it don't appear to be using it correctly. And I think it was Tom who said earlier about how VAR is implemented in Europe and it's much better than than in the UK. And I agree with him. And I'm baffled as to why. Is it that their referees are better than ours? Is it that telecommunications are better? I don't think that is the case. But when you get certain incidences like the McAllister one, when I saw it, on um on the TV when I got home, it so clearly was not a penalty that it it, it beggars belief. Not, not, sorry, certainly not a red card. You said penalty. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry I apologize. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely not a red card. Uh, I mean, it was an absolute crazy decision. And I shook my head. And Radio 5 Live, uh, that were giving commentary on it, because my son's away on holiday, he texted me uh, at the game and said, all the commentators there said, absolutely was not a penalty. It appears as though the only person in the, in the whole world who thought it was a penalty was the referee. And red, with card, the, red card or penalty? Because you keep going on about penalties, Ben. I, I apologise. <laughs> the red card. Yeah, I've got... I've got to correct myself. I apologise. Yeah, yeah. The only person in the world that thought it was a red card was the referee. I, mean, I think, not- though, to be fair to him, though, Ben, I think to, to be fair to him, as I said, he was young. And I thought overall in the game, I don't think he, he, he did too badly overall. And when we've seen some of the some of the, the, the garbage the referees that we've had at Anfield, you know, like overall, I think... He, he had quite a good game. I, I don't think it helps. I don't think it helps when a yeah, fellow professional rolls all over the pitch like he's yeah. been killed. Like he's been well, killed. That can you happen know, all the time. I, I know it, it. I know it. I know it. That does, Ben, and I accept that. You know, but I think on a decision like that, that's when he needed to 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 ask to have another look at it. Yeah, you know I, I mean, yeah, I, I do because, actually agree. I agree with the comment you made, Tom, about he had a good game overall. He, it wasn't a bad performance. No, but you know what? Well, it reminded me, hang on, Les, can I just tell you this? this yes. Just while it's fresh in my mind. It reminded me, remember John, John, Johnny Evans and, and um, um, he went to play for Newcastle. Um, oh, God, the baldy fella. It'll come to me anyhow. <laughs> he dived into he dived into Johnny Evans and the two of them went for the 50-50 ball. They both got there at the same time. But what's what's his name? He cut from Charlie. John Joe Shelby. John, John Joe Shelby. John Joe Shelby. The two of them jumped in together. They both went for the same ball. He missed he missed it by a fraction, but caught. Evans didn't catch him really difficult, and it was similar to that. It was they both went in for a hard tackle. Both of them got to the ball, but he went over. He slightly caught him. I don't think he. I don't even think he caught him hard. But like he went down and and makes a makes a decision for the referee. But overall, do you know what? I don't think you're going to change VAR less. I think we're more about. We'll still be more about VAR at the end of this season. Yeah. No. It, it's it's one, one, one quick point there. I don't think it makes it makes a slightest difference what team it is. Our players would have rolled over. Our players would have milked it. All teams are the same. So I think it's up to the referee to see through that. Yeah, all I will say is again, if that comes down to clear an obvious error, so we didn't we didn't sort of overturn it because the error wasn't clear and obvious, that statement has got to go. It's just a get out of jail card free for the referees and the officials to use for every every poor decision. If I mean, I think Pete mentioned before about the decision at Arsenal last season when Michael Oliver gave the penalty against against Thiago. Now, if they come back and said it wasn't clear and obvious error, if it's an error, it's an error. Yeah, yeah there, there was contact, but it wasn't much contact. 
But if it's not a penalty and you haven't been given them in all the other games, then it's an error. Maybe it's not clear and obvious, but it's still an error and it's got to stop because at the end of the day, it, it's it's sort of, it's just making a mockery of VAR. And as you know, Tommy said before, and I think he summed it up perfectly when he said, the tools the VAR got are brilliant. The concept of VAR, no problem. But when you've got imbeciles using it, then that's where the issues come from. I mean, we just had a, a situation here, Ben, where you kept mentioning your penalty instead of red card. We're all yeah. VAR <laughs> and we're all saying, there you go, Ben. It's not penalty. It's a red card you're talking about. So we've used our tools that are on us to sort of say to you, look, Ben, you're getting you're getting a bit mixed up here with your enthusiasm. And that's all yeah. that should be happening. That's all that should be happening to Stockley Park. They should be coming out and saying, I know it's your first game, but just go and have a look at another look at it. And he was still feeling it's a red card. There's a difference there. I made an I made an absolute er error. It was black and white. What we've got with VAR is opinion, and it's impossible to control opinion. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Pete? Sorry. Oh, well, I was, what I was going to ask before, you were asking about the Diaz goal because I'm closer, but there was another incident in the first half where I thought Bournemouth probably could have got a penalty and he waved it away. Did you see from the cop end? And what went on, I think it was at 1-0, actually. It was early on again. And I think one of their lads took a tumble in the box and we all that, took a sharp intake of breath, to be honest. No. What was the penalty, Dappy? No, well, it obviously wasn't given. and it. No, it wasn't. Know, he, 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 he made contact with the ball first. Right. It was Canati you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was ball, Canati. Yeah. He got you to the ball first. You yeah. see things differently from different you know angles. You they shouted that at the time. They, 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 they said they, they've got a shout for the, they must have a shout for the penalty. And then when they slowed it down, I think there was Robbo going for it as well, wasn't there? There was yeah, Robbo yeah. and Canate both going to it. And Canate got to the ball and took the ball. And the momentum of the, I think of the two of them took him over. But it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been a yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't normally watch match of the day, but I'll be watching it with interest tonight just to see what they say. <laughs> yeah, but Gary Lineker said it wasn't a, wasn't a, yeah. wasn't a, a red card, you know. Well, he said, apparently, he said apparently you've given him off for that. You've got our local referee now on Sky, haven't they? Missed what's his Mike name? Mike, Mike Dean. Dean. Now, Mike Dean. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think he's since then changed his mind. After he said he's looked at it again two or three times, it should never have been a red card and only a yellow. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, don't you think that's an example of, of what happens in VAR? That the fact he saw it two or three times, so thought, thought it was a penalty. But then he said after sort of five or six times, it clearly wasn't. But the yeah. saying, the saying, that don't remember when they were making these mistakes before, they, they kept, they've now come out with a statement saying, don't worry about the time it takes to make the decision. Just yeah. get the decision but right. Yeah. Yeah. So if that would have took them another two replays or three replays to sort of, you know, make the right decision, then so be it. That's all we want. I think, you know, if that was, a, if that was, if he'd have only given a, a yellow card to that, but VAR the look and it thought it should have been a red. Like, for example, if you think back to Brighton away last year when Fabinho come on a sub, and the referee mm. gave him a yellow card, and he should. It was a, it was a red every day of the week. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Now, that, whoever's on VAR for that should have been saying to the referee, no, 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 that's a red card all day. That shouldn't have been, uh, oh, yeah, well, it's not a clear and obvious edit. And probably see why you've only done that as a yellow. Just as just as somebody said before about the, the challenge that was sort of you know, nearly chest high on Jotalas. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that's if that's that's more dangerous than what the McAllister one is. I think that I think there today you just had two players who were genuinely going for the 50-50. And Christie was just that little bit quicker, but it was it was like you say, that it was the rolling round and the theatricals after. Now I wonder what would have happened if um if McAllister would have done the same and he were rolled round and said, Well, I got ace as well. You might have just called it, you know, thingy, but I've looked at stills and I've looked at a slow-mo after it in the pub and night the feet weren't high. You could probably you could probably level what the studs were showing, but the feet weren't high, and I don't think there was any malice from either player, to be honest. If you I send players off, if you say if you send players off with studs are high, you'd be sending off two or three players every week. Yeah. All like the way through the game. Gaffo was bloody maimed last year when Mings went in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nothing, you know, he may have got a booking for it, but that's that's enough, you know. Um, right. Go ahead, but, carry on. We've, on you, we've had our rant on VAR now. Let's hope, <laughs> let's hope that it improves. But, um, but I'm, I'm very much, I'm very sceptical about it. I just wondered what your views were on the... I'll come to you first on this one, Pete. On the on the Trent experiment of moving him, you know, from to a hybrid midfield role from right back, do you think that now should should sort of end? Because you know, just put something to you, I think maybe that might have been done initially to protect Fabinho's legs or lack of legs, so they mm. needed somebody in alongside him. They did that, they did it, and it worked to a degree. But you think now it's run its course, he should just go back to being a normal right back. There was one occasion, you might have noticed different where you were in the main stand, but there's one occasion in the first half where they've got the ball and Trent's on the edge of their box. And they've got right back. And everyone, every every opposition team is is wise to it. Even I went up to Preston for the friendly and even the German side, Darmstadt, they, they knew what they could play it. He scored from a goal where we only had two defenders left because it, it's also impacting on Robbo's game as well because I think Robbo doesn't know whether it's a stick or a twist, you know what I mean? Um, I would feel far... I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how many games, if any, McAllister gets for this. If he, if he gets the violent conduct, he's going to be out for three. As I say, I felt sorry for McAllister the last couple of games because he's done his best in a, in an alien position to him really he needs to be further up the pitch he's, he's more creative and I, I said to the lad next to me before half time I said I'd rather have Joe Gomez play it right back and let Trent play the number six if that's what they want to do until Endo's you know up and running and fully fit and get Endo in to play that role because when he came on he did look like it was like second nature to him you could see I was saying to our Jack, it's perpetual motion. He'd get the ball, give it, and then he'd start running to give angles for more passes. And he's going to be a good player for us. But until we, we've got a settled midfield, because there may be another face coming in, you just don't know. Um, and depending on, as I say, the time that McAllister might be out. I mean, even if he's not out next week at Newcastle, I'd still prefer to have a, a more solid back four. And if that means bringing Joe Gomez in, 
and just promoting if you want up the field, um, Trent, because he, I mean, some of the passes he sprays about are, are brilliant. He, he brings other players into play that others, you know, other players don't see the pass. But I think, as I say, I think Bournemouth really exploited that in the first ten or fifteen minutes when they were on a high. They, they were always going down that way, um. So I think it's horses for courses, to be honest, Les. If if teams come to Anfield and sit deep, which possibly you could have expected Bournemouth to do today, but in fairness to them, they played some nice football today. They've got a new manager, this, this Spanish guy, and he's got them playing some nice football. So I think it's horses for courses. I mean, I don't think will we be as that expansive when we go to Newcastle next week where we're telling Trent to go on his walkabouts because... You know, Newcastle have got the players with the pace. If if Guimaraes picks the ball out, you've you've got like Harvey uh, Harvey Barnes and you've got Anthony Gordon who could exploit that. So I I think I think rather than do it every game, I think it's certainly horses for courses on that respect. What do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, I um I think Pete's talked a lot of sense there. I also think because of the um the potential uh, suspension of McAllister. And the balance of midfield, we should go with Gomez in a back four and and play uh, Trent in midfield. And I'd play Endo uh, as well. Um, I I would look at possibly changing the side. Dakpo's a great player and I really rate him. Um, and I, I understand why he's playing in, in the midfield role, role at, the, uh, at the minute. But I think we need a more solid midfield against Newcastle. Oh. Yeah, totally agree, Ben. What, what? How about you, Tom? And can I just ask you from from a viewpoint? Watch, uh, watch, just from a viewpoint of you watching the game on TV rather than being in the stadium today as you normally would have been. Yes. Um, as well as giving us your opinion on the Trent role, what did you think of how Hendo did when he come on, Tom? It's two uh, good, two good, uh, great points. I I want to shock you, here, Les. I I, I think. I think Liverpool started to get a foothold because of Trent being in midfield. I think once he moved into midfield, we moved the ball about much quicker. He was quite slack, Trent, in the first 10 minutes. And he, he started to move the ball. He started to link up with Salazby, Sabozlai, and um, he started to link, link up with Diaz in little triangles and started to move the ball quicker. So Trent in that position was in- instrumental in-, in driving us forward in, in, that, in that period. In, that, in about a 15, 20-minute period where we won about six corners, it was most of the time it was coming from him and crosses coming in from Trent. So, yeah, I think I think that position is very important. Something, something Peter said about Robbo not knowing where he was, Looking at Robbo today, I watched Robbo today because I was listening to loads of people saying he, he he's the weak link in the team and, and he's getting a little bit of his pelters, which someone said to you, I think, on, on Twitter. So I watched him today, just and he was more he was more disciplined. So I thought Virgil Canate and Robbo look more solid as a three. Whereas the first the first game we were sort of all over the place a little bit, but I think once 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 Robbo got into his role, he started to, to do really well. I thought Robbo had a decent game. I wasn't having to go with him per se, Tom. I no, just I know that. Our, no, I don't I mean that. Times though, in that sort of 
Well, make yeah. sure you play the. I think, and I think he, the fence on the end of one box where he should be on the end of the other. You know, our box. I, sort of I think we, we he play what he does. I think what what they use the hybrid four P is when they when 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 they when they go forward and Trent goes forward and vacates the space at the back, they spread out yeah. as a as a back three. So so they cover. You know, each one covers the, and I think they looked a lot. I thought that they looked a lot more solid, even though I, I didn't think after we got a man sent off. Endo, um, I, I watched that lad. He looked quite nervous for the first five or ten minutes, which you would mm. have expected. And like he was, he was giving safe balls out. I'm, I, I judge that lad next week when he's had a full week. And you know, with training, and then I'll have a look and and see because he's going to be te- he's going to be really tested next week in that he position. Put a, he put a good but, block tackle in those towards the uh, I still call it the Camlin Road. That's how old I am. But he put a good fifty fifty in and won the ball, and he got them all up there. And like yeah. you said, I, I, I seen that. I seen yeah. that. Pete. He yeah. gave a free kick away at the edge of the box as well, though, with yeah. more or less yeah. the last kick of the game. But I think. I, I think to, I, I'm not going to be hard on him because I think to come in less than 24 hours and play a game, it, you yeah. know, like with, again, with people that you haven't got a clue. So I, I think I'll judge him, but I think he, I think he looks, I think he looks solid. Do I think we need a specialized defensive player and use him sparingly? I think we still might, that might still be needing the case. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Tom, to be honest. I thought he was tidy when he come on. I thought he was he looked more comfortable and more natural in that position than what McAllister had, had done. Although McAllister had done well, considering that's not his, his favourite position. But yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's still like another another number six to come in. But I did think he did he did he did a very, very tidy job when he come on. And he did, yeah. What impression you got from the TV, that's all. Just I move think, on. Can Come I on, just stop. say one thing? One, yeah, yeah. Just that quick, that quick thing to Peter. I agree 100% with Peter. I think, I think gap, playing gap call in midfield, we're losing his effectiveness. Mm. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. think, I think Gapco is a far better player when he's further forward. And I think we're losing an awful lot. Yeah. I thought by played playing better. him in that position. I thought, I thought he played better for an. In the second half, when he was running at them from deep, and I thought he was, it was like a chalk and cheese performance. And then obviously, then you know when when the sending off come, he was then sacrificed, but he was having a good spell around yeah. about that time of the sending off. And it's, I tell you what's interesting. Somebody pointed out to me before that that McAllister and Nunes got both got sent off on the home debuts in exactly yeah. the same minutes after fifty seven. Right. <laughs> oh, so so at least at least one got a got a got a win and one got a draw. You know what I mean? So you so know yeah. Good, you know what the other good thing was, Les, just quickly, and we haven't mentioned his name once, but wasn't it nice to see Bichetic back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you, you talk about number sixes and midfielders, and it, hopefully that lad's going to be fully fit. You know, even maybe to make a start at Newcastle or certainly to show, you know, an appearance. But it was great yeah. to see him. I was made up with. Yeah, yeah, I was made when I, when I seen he was on the bench. So just another couple of more players to chat about the performance. Um, Louis Diaz, 
Um, and I just thought he he started off the game slowly, but got better and better as the game went on. And and um, yeah, I just thought he played really well. What did you make of Louis uh, Ben? Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think after 10 or 15 minutes, the whole team uh, picked up. But Diaz just gives us something different. Um, he, he he goes deep, picks up the ball, runs at the players, holds the ball up, and his finish was just sublime. Um, he, he, he is such a difficult player for the opposing team to mark. And I think he, he's, he's growing and growing and growing. I think he was unlucky with the injury, uh, what happened last season, and it, it cut short him. Uh, if he can stay clear of injury, I think he's going to be a fantastic contributor to our team. One other comment I would like to say is, do you think um, Salah is playing too wide? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just going to ask you about what you thought of Salah's performance. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, I, always, he's always a threat. He's always a threat. Um, he possibly is playing a bit wider than normal because of the position that Trent's playing in. Um, yeah. What, what do you think, Tom? I thought I, I thought Diaz was exceptional. Les. I think he's put on a bit of weight. He's put. He, he seems to have beefed up a little bit as well. He seems a bit stronger. I, I tell you what, he, I, he he he's finishing. I, I, that was always a thing that people questioned. He thought, well, you know, like he gets into the positions, but he doesn't finish. He flicked that ball up. He flicked that ball up to it to, to volley it in. It, it, you know, for the goal, it's it, it's an exceptional goal. So I, I, I think he he'll start. He looks the part. I think he might score a lot of goals this season. You know, I, I think he he scored a load in in pre season, and he and he's. He looks like he, he he's got goals to his game. Yeah. I thought you think a point about Salah. I, I, it was funny when we were we were saying I think this would be Salah's last season this 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 year. I think I think he's lost a little yard of pace as well. You know, Les. I agree with that, Tom. He he, he he seems to like whereas he used to burn players off. I, I I think you know like I think players are showing him the outside and he's he's struggling a little bit, but. He's going to cut you. I, 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 you know, what's it called with Mo Salah? I feel crazy at like criticism because you know what? Eventually he's going to come good and he's just going to start <laughs> finding the, you know, like a run of goals. I think it's early doors, isn't it? I think. I don't so, think, I don't think it's a criticism of Mo. I just, no, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't think any of us would ever criticize Mo. For his general performances, I just wondered what what you thought of his. I, I didn't think I didn't think he was. I thought like I thought he was a probably about a, a five out of a five out. No, I didn't say probably cruel. I was a six out of ten against Chelsea, and I thought I thought he was a bit better today. But I, I still think there's loads of room for improvement from Mo. Yeah, Tom. I, Tom, he, do you think? Do you think? You no, know, it was mentioned earlier about Gagpo. As um, had to sacrifice the uh, certain aspects of his game to fit in with the team, and I think with the formation we've got at the moment, and players missing from certain positions, and also to accommodate the the many forwards we've got in the side, that Salah's being asked to play deep. I thought when we went down to ten men, uh, Ali uh, was putting through a few long balls to him, and he looked very very threatening. The it meant they they had to have two men on him constantly, so it evened out. Uh, you know, the compensation for losing a player. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. 
Point yeah. Ben, yeah. Pete, mm. just picking up on the point. Just picking up on the point Ben made there. Do you think? Do you, I think Salah played better when he went down to ten men. Yeah. Um, and and do you also do you agree with that? And do you also think that it's really encouraging this season so far of the two both the goals that that Louis scored that he's been getting into the box where one of the criticism was of you know with him in the past and one of the sorts of doubts people had about him was that he wasn't going to get into those positions to score the goals like Manny used to. And the two goals he scored have been very sad, the old Manny. Yeah. And, and I mean, just first off, on Salah, on Mo, you, you can never fault his commitments. I mean, there was, a, there was a, like you say, when we went down to 10 men, I think he was up on, high up on the pitch and he lost the ball. And, and the, the, the work he put in to get back on goal side against the lad today, um, he is sometimes a bit predictable, maybe because he, you know, a bit like teams are fussing us out with the formation. They know if you show Mo on the outside on his right foot, he's not that comfortable. But he, he had a couple of chances there in the second half that he should have been, yeah. he should have done better on. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see Diaz. I mean, you always think Mo's going to come in from the right and be on the end of stuff, but you you do need that from the left, like you say that Sadio was, and. You know, where he scored at Chelsea and where he scored from today was central position. So it's nice to see him making them runs inside. But he was a constant threat today. As as Ben said, we all started sluggish. You know, the whole 11 was sluggish for the first 10 or 15 minutes. And then we started to click into gear. And you can see he's just a constant threat. I mean, I think he was up. Um, I'm trying to think he was up against the lad I like. Um, Adams, the one they got from Norwich. And and he he's he's a good he's he's a good player. I like that right back. But he was up against him, and they were doubling up when they could on him because they just know his pace is blistering. But you know it's early days. I mean it's you know it's the second league game, but I think there's good signs there. I just think overall we just need to tighten up defensively, which is a stupid thing to say because every team say that. But you know, the, the times we are opened up, but when we're going forward, when we're in clicking in gear, we look fantastic at times when we go forward, you know. Yeah, do you just ask you lads, well, I'll just start with you, Pete, as you're still on. After my after my sort of rant on the penalties before, just all three of your opinions, do you think Mo should now stop taking the penalties or are you quite happy for him to continue? Um. I'm probably, I know you asked this question last season, sometimes, I think after the Bournemouth miss, and I think I still said I was confident for Mo to take them. Um, but I think if there are other players in the ta- in the team, such as Sovisly and Gakpo and even Jotter and people like that, I'd, I'd maybe not even just have one penalty taker, just, just mix it up. I'm not saying we get that many penalties, by the way, because it took an age to get one last season. But... Yeah, he, I mean, I was confident, but I did think the run-up he made today, he was nearly on the halfway line at one stage. So where's he going? And, you know, the goalie guessed it right, and the good thing was he put some power behind it, and the goalie couldn't hang on to it, and he, he was quick enough to pick up the rebound. But I don't see a problem in Liverpool mixing up the penalty takers, to be honest, and keep the opposition guessing. Because they have, they have a, all the opposition coaches and that know they, they know each team's penalty taken now, don't they? And what, what side is their favourite? And the goalies have all these things written on the bloody water bottles now, which side to dive in. So I, I wouldn't be averse to mixing it up if we got a few penalties and just letting other people. There's enough in the team 
I mean, it was proven in, in the cup finals against Chelsea. There's enough there who can take penalties. You know, Trent can take them. Canarsa, he's even take them. You know, Virgil, he could take the Nessau. Virgil, if he hit one. <laughs> so mix it up a bit. Just mix it up and, and, and let the opposition worry about that instead of just having Mo all the time. And like you say, it might just be a point of him wanting to score, which is great, you know, to get the golden boot. But it's, at the end of the day, it is a team game and, you know, let's mix it up. Tom, what do you think? I think that decision will be will probably be in the hands of Jurgen Klopp. Won't it? He'll, he'll make that decision. I think. I think if, 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 if he feels, I, I I don't know because I thought it to be. I thought it was a good save to be honest, Les. I thought the keeper did well to he spread himself well and he and he got it. You know, like he scored. He, he had a penalty a couple of weeks ago or like the end of last season and he put the, the two I think he had two and put the two of them away so you know like I think they all they, I think they all miss penalties everyone misses penalties I think he had a great record until you know like, I think the Leicester one was, was was the first one he missed and then he missed he missed a couple more straights after that and you know in the big games when we need them he steps up and he puts them away. And I, well, I don't if he know. That's the time we'd have won the league. Yeah, well, do you know what? If a lot of things about it, that happened that season, we'd have won the league. If 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 referees were had been competent, we'd have won the league that that season. Les, to be fair, but um, I you know like I, I don't know. I I think it, it there, there will do come a time if if Jurgen thinks that he's not. Is not as effective, and I suppose that decision will be taken up away from him. But maybe, as what Peter said, that's a good idea. It's not always a bad thing, is it? If you've got more than one penalty taker and um, freshen it up a bit. Ben, watch, watch, what? Come on, Ben. You, you, you sort to give the final word on this. On this, okay. It, it's quite interesting that uh, Mo Salah's penalty record is not bad at all. And indeed, up to, I think, a season ago, his record is better than Phil Neal's. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think he's possibly lost a bit of confidence taking penalties. Um, his run-up now seems to be predictable, where he, he, he seems to, to do this curl. And um, he's chosen to start smashing the ball hard. The last two he scored were straight down the middle. This time, he put it to the goalkeeper's left. And I agree with Tom, it was a good save. It wasn't a bad penalty, it was a good save. Um, I I would stick with him, I'd give him one last chance, and then the next time he misses, I'd hand it over to McAllister. Um, but there was a good point made about um, if you've got a, a few people who can take penalties, to switch it round. But if we're going to change the penalty taker to McAllister... I think to give the, the lad confidence taking them, you've got to give him a run of at least four or five. Um, so I would, if we are going to change, I'd stick with the one man. Yeah. Okay. Right. Just to, to finish up, who was your man of the match today? Um, Tom, I'll start with you. So Bosley, just, a, 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 well, not just a bit, a bit. So Bosley with Louis Diaz second and probably... Thoughts. I thought Virgil had a great game as well today. Pete? Yeah, I picked um I picked the Bosley last week as well, didn't I? At Chelsea. I know the two centre half played well at Chelsea. 
But I thought for this first game in the Premier League, I thought he showed showed a lot. And today, he just lose class, to be honest. Um, you know, as I say, he, he started as slow as the rest of the, the team, but when he grew into the game, he, he was he was fantastic. So yeah, I'd give it to Sobislai again, yeah. Yeah. By the grace of Oslai. Um I think Virgil had as good a game as I've seen him in a long while. So that was encouraging as well. Yeah, I thought I thought Robbo had a better game than he had done for a while. I thought the two centre-halves played well. After a dodgy start, I thought Ali played well. And then, to me, it was the, the two outstanding players were Louis Diaz and Sabozliai. But we managed the match by, I think, a, a little bit of a, a distance over Louis Diaz with Sabozliai. I thought it was a tremendous debut. I thought he showed great Great promise, great technique, great stamina, great pace, and you know it just makes you makes you want to see more and more and more of them. And mm. you know, I think we've got a very very special talent on our hands. On that note, well, well then, before we go, Donny, can I just say, can I just yeah. say, we all picked, we all picked Dominic. I'll call him as man of the match. Yeah. But I, think we, I think we all pronounced his name differently. He had four different names there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, what are we going with? So Bosley, so I stop. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, just so calling Dominic. I think. Yeah, so Bosley. I think. I think so he was. Yeah. And, he, and he certainly, he certainly was today, Les. He was yeah, so Bosley. Yeah, yeah, he was. Dominic was so Bosley today. So I think we'll just leave it at that. So on that note, we'll end the 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 latest edition of the Late Flag. I hope you all enjoyed it, and we'll enjoy us next time. But as always, as I say, don't bite the sun. Just for the 97, and you'll never walk alone. Until next time.